Hallelujah. How many knows he's good? If you know the Lord to be good, just give him a shout. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, he's good. Woo! He's mighty good. He's real good. Reminds me of a meme I saw or a video I saw. And this woman said, he's mm-mm good. She said, he was Campbell Soup good. What she said. I ain't kidding. It's out there. <laughs> it's out there. I ain't lying. It's, she was determined to let the people know he was good. But he is. He's good all the time. And I appreciate him so much. The Lord's just great. I appreciate him so much today. Oh, I'm gonna let you be seated while I read this morning. Go ahead. Thank you to our music, to our choir. God bless you. It's just always our sound, our media. Appreciate all that you guys do, helping us out in the service. It it makes a difference, and we, you know, it's it's just a blessing to have what we have. I'm thankful for it today. I want to respond to the Lord. People's lives were changed because of how they responded. Sometimes indifference has really taken a hold in this day and hour. People don't respond much to anything. Some people overreact. That's their response. But some people, whatever. But I I never saw anybody who responded to the Lord in Scripture who was worse off for it. Jesus said, follow me. And their response was to immediately drop their nets and follow him. And because of those two words, look how their lives were changed. They were written into the eternal pages of this word. I'm going to talk to you about my response today. There's a, there's a scripture that says, God will supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory. One place it tells us that God will give us the desires of our heart. David said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want He told Moses, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. We sang about it today. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. One writer said, and ye are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. Paul said that in him we live and we move and we have our being. Jesus simply said, without me you can do nothing. There's no doubt that God has got to be first, foremost, and number one in our life. These scriptures are wonderful. We love them. But if we don't understand these scriptures, it could cause us to get lazy. It can uh, make us discouraged to lose heart 
because without a doubt there are times when there are miracles provided. There must be a response to receive the benefits of it. Oh, I know he loads me daily with benefits, but it's up to me to accept him. So we're going to talk for a moment about my response or our response. Would you pray with me for for the lesson right now? Lord, we love you and thank you today for your word, for your presence that we have found right now. That we, In this house, Lord, we feel you moving in our hearts today. Speak to us, Lord. Don't let this word fall on deaf ears. Don't let it fall on hard ground. But, Lord, let it take root that we can grow and be better and be more like you. We want to be ready to meet you when you come. We ask it in Jesus' name. Everyone said amen. Give him one more hand clap and shout for his word this morning. That was awesome. Thunder. We appreciate the Lord. So our response. Jesus told one man who was blind, he spit on the ground, made clay, and he put it on his eyes. And then he said, go wash. If he does not respond and he does not go wash, he is just a man with mud in his eye. And blind, he still is. One man was uh, laying on his bed of affliction. He said, take up your bed and walk. And his response was what caused people to see him walking with his bed made whole. Even in Moses' day, he told him, cast your rod on the ground. And he did, and it became a serpent. Take up your rod, and it became a rod again. He said, strike the rock, and water will come forth. And he responded. And one time he told him to speak to the rock. Moses responded both times. One response was incorrect. Boy, he struck the rock again, and it kept him from the promised land. Our response is a power that works inside of us. How we respond to God's word is uh, the determining factor sometimes in will we receive a miracle or do without. He told the people at the grave of Lazarus, roll the stone away. He was not going to call Lazarus forth to run into a wall. God will not call you out of darkness so you can break your nose on a stone. He's going to make sure the way is clear when he calls you out. So they were part of this miracle. He told Peter, we need to pay our taxes, so go take a fish, take a hook and get a fish and open up his mouth, and then that you'll find silver and go pay what we need to pay. It was Peter's response that he actually saw the miracle. Hey, Lord, if it's you, bid me come. And the Lord said, come. It was Peter's response. It was not the asking it was not even the believing that what Jesus said. It was the response that allowed him to walk on water. The Lord did not want his people to starve in the wilderness. And so he said, I'm going to, every day, I'm going to have manna falling from heaven. You're going to wake up in the morning and the ground will be covered with it. But if you're going to eat it, you're going to have to get out of your tent and go gather it. I'm not going to, uh, you ain't getting room service. <laughs> you hear what I'm saying? He, he is the giver, but we're the gatherer. He, right? They, 
at a certain point of the day, the manna would just go away. And you could sit in your tent with your mouth watering and watch your promise disappear because you're going to have to respond to what God's given. Hello. And I'm afraid that miracles are vanishing in people's lives today because they simply won't get out and gather. You know, well, God, if you can lay it on the ground, you could let it just fall right here on this plate in my tent. I could, but I'm not. I'm going to uh, give you uh, some instruction and see if you will follow it. Some people will starve before they will do what God said to do. How will we respond today? Listen, there's always going to be God involvement in these miracles. But we cannot expect him to do all the work. Hello? The scripture says that we are workers together with him. With him. Uh, Sure, I work for him, but I work with him. He's right there with me. I've got to do something. He, He said, pray that there'll be laborers sent into the harvest. Oh, people will go by the wayside and be lost forever if somebody doesn't get busy in the harvest. With I want to see souls saved and I need to get busy telling souls about Jesus. If he if we really are fishers of men, then we better start fishing. Hey, when I was growing up sometimes we'd say we're going fishing, but we was just going drinking. Wasn't much fishing going on. What'd y'all do today? We went fishing. What'd you catch? Nothing. Why? Because we never got a rod out. We just sat on the dock till we passed out. <laughs> it's just, but we said we went fishing, but uh, we wasn't fishing. And, and if, if we are fishers of men, it's time to cast a hook. It's time to, it's time to launch a net. It's time to get busy doing. Uh, we, there's going to have to be a response to what the Lord has asked us to do. Even Jesus responded. He said, what I do and what I say, I only say and do what I am told to say and do. I I am doing what I was sent. To this end was I born. I'm doing. This is my response. I'm here. Uh, I was born and I am here. But even Jesus had a decision. He was tempted in all points, but his response is what made the difference. The book of Ephesians tells us, we quote this all the time. It says, now unto him because it's got to be with him that is able to do. He's able to do. He is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. I mentioned this the other day, because if, it's, if it was according to our thinking, there'd be room for error. But if it's above what I think, it'll be perfect, because his ways are higher than our ways. And it's according to the power. He does these things according to the power that works in us there's something that he has given each of us that uh, will allow us to reap a harvest to see a miracle he even said these signs would follow them that believe they would lay hands on the sick and they shall recover there's miracles in God's people if we respond to the spirit Paul said don't get weary in well-doing if, uh, if there's nothing to do, why would I get weary in it? But there's something that I need to do. Jesus said, no man putting his hand to the plow. Well, I don't know if you've ever held a plow, but it ain't just something to lean on. Don't, nothing happens if you prop on it. Uh, you, you got to work it. You're going to be busting up uh, some ground, and you might catch a rock or root every once in a while and try to throw you off track, but you just 
don't look back. What's the response that I should have? Never look back. Quit looking back at the house. Quit looking back at the bed. Quit thinking about sitting there and taking a nap or, or eating something at the table. He said, you can't get caught uh, looking back. You won't get any work done. Listen, every farmer who, who lives by his crops understands something, that there are some things that are God-provided. God provides the soil. He provides the sun. He provides the rain. He provides the seed. But God will not plow and plant your garden. Hey, if you eating, you eating good peas and corn, that's awesome. You wouldn't have them without God. But you also wouldn't have them unless you got on that tractor or got behind that mule and, and dug that trench and put that seed in the ground. You can have a little pack of seeds that says corn, and it'll be that all day long until you plant it. God gave you that seed. Seed is God-given from the very beginning. But what is our response to what God has given? What are we doing with the things that God has put in our hand? Hey, listen, God will not do what I must do. If I'm going to reap a harvest, i got to get busy in the harvest. The scripture says of us, I reap what I sow. Mm. Come on, somebody. The Lord said, I've given you, I've given exceeding great and precious promises. You've got things that I've given you, talents and gifts and all kind of things. And what are you doing? There's always a reason not to do. The book of Proverbs 20 and 4 said, the sluggard will not plow. By reason of cold. Therefore shall he beg in the harvest and have nothing. Because he didn't do nothing. The scripture says if a man will not work, neither should he eat. Well, God's merciful and he's gracious. He sure is. And he has given us these things freely. But you got to put it to work. You got to put it to use. Hey, what good is it to, to have somebody come up and say, I'm going to give you this car. That's awesome. And then you never go nowhere. Hey, why weren't you there? I couldn't get there. Well, don't you have a car? Well, yeah. Yeah, but I just don't like to drive. Okay. You've got to do with what God has given you. The prophet Haggai asked the question, is the seed yet in the barn? Is what are you just storing up what God gave you? I'm gonna save my I'm gonna save my Holy Ghost for a rainy day. <laughs> I, I'm just gonna wait. I'm, I'm gonna make sure mine's like brand new uh, when the Lord comes. Well, look, you can't you can't scratch it or dent it. So don't worry about it. You might as well put it to use. <laughs> you can't wear the Spirit of God out. <laughs> you might as well use it. Is it still in the barn? Seed, remember, is God-given. It's his provision, but we have to use it. We have to plant it. We have to water it. We've got to take care of it. We've got to do what's intended to use it for its intended purpose. Matthew 25 teaches us how things would be uh, in the kingdom of God, and we learn that buried talents are unprofitable because we know that the talents that were distributed were good and they had the ability to grow and produce if you use them but when they are buried they remain unchanged he said it's exactly like it was when you gave it but the Lord does not expect it to be exactly like it was when he gave it 
He doesn't expect you to be exactly like you were when he gave it or the promises unto you and your children. When, when he gave you his spirit, he doesn't expect you to stay the same, but he wants you to respond to that spirit that's inside of you. It'll lead you into all truth. It'll help your infirmities. And we need to use what God has given us. But I don't want to get there and say it's just like it was the day you gave it. How will I respond to what God has given me? James taught us in his book, faith without works is truly dead. Oh, I got faith. He said, well, you say you have faith, but you have no works. But I will show you my faith by my works. How do you respond to what God has given you? Paul said some will plant and some will water. It will always be God that gives the increase. But if there's nobody planting and nobody watering, revival will go unrealized. Miracles will go unrealized. We will never see all that God could do. Jesus said the things I'm doing you're going to do and greater things shall you do. But we'll never see greater if we have no response to the things that God has already given us in our life. God will increase the work of the works of our hands. And we are, like I said earlier, workers together with Him. In 2 Kings chapter 4, there's a, a story of a widow. It says, Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophet unto Elisha. She said, My servant, or thy servant, my husband, is dead. And thou know, you know that my servant did fear the Lord, and the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what do you have in your house? And she said, Your handmaid has not anything in the house save a pot of oil. Then he said, Go. Borrow thee vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, empty vessels, borrow not a few. And when you are done, come in, come in, and you shall shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and shall pour out into all those vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. So she went from him, shut the door upon her and upon her sons, who brought the vessels to her, and she poured out. And it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said unto her son, Bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, There is not a vessel more, and the oil stayed. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, Go sell the oil, pay your debt, and live you and your children of the rest. What a miracle. And yet it was all predicated on her response. She had a need, but the magnitude of your miracle will depend on you. <laughs> He said, you go borrow vessels, not a few, because he knows how people are. God knows how we are. We come back with two. That's all you could get. That must be all you want. He said, if you sow sparingly, you're going to reap sparingly. And they went, I'm sure they was knocking on doors up and down that street. They made a comeback with, with rain barrels wash buckets, and he, he said, just get vessels. They ain't got to be pretty. They ain't got to be a certain color. They ain't got to be made out of a certain material. I don't care how much they'll hold or how little they'll hold, but borrow vessels. Get something. God didn't 
put that oil in her house. It was already there. She had it. Do you want your need met today? Because it won't just happen. What will be our response? When she told him her problem, he gave her a prophetic word of instruction. He asked her, he said, what do you have? Well, I've got oil. Well, I asked you today, what do you got? And if you say, I've got his spirit, I'm asking you, what's the problem? <laughs> Listen, God is ready to pour out a miracle, but we have to be prepared for it. He said, okay, what do you got in your house? You got that oil? Then you need some vessels. You need something. I'm not going to let you waste your miracle. I'm going to make sure you got something to pour it into. It won't do any good to pour it out on the ground. I need something that you can put it in. She had oil, but she didn't have vessels. She had oil, but it's got to be poured out. But you got to have something to pour it in. So, lady, how are you going to respond? I sent them kids running. Knock on every door. If you see, a, you see a pot sitting on the street, pick it up. We'll take it back when we're done. But get every vessel you can find. Because even though it was spoken, even though it was said, here's what will happen. If she doesn't go and get the vessels, there will be no miracle. And we sit in his presence time after time. We hear sermon after sermon, and that's a prophetic word straight to our hearts. But what do we do? What is our response to what God is saying to our problem? Oh, my life is a wreck, and the pastors have been preaching about how God can restore, and yet we don't move. We're sick in our body, and we're preaching about how God can heal, and yet we don't move. We, we, I want to see my friends and my family all saved, yet we invite nobody. Come on, somebody. I'm telling you that when we respond to the Word of God, when we respond to the, to the Spirit of God, the Lord is always trying to lead us and to guide us and to get us into better places. David said, he leads me, but will I follow? He didn't say he drags me. He's pushing me. But he said, he leads me, but will I follow? Good master, what shall I do to have eternal life? Well, you know the scripture, what it says. Oh, yeah, I've done all that since I was a child. Well, there's one thing you lack. Sell everything you got. Take up your cross. Follow me. And he was sad because he had great possessions and his possessions were greater. His response, while well, he thought, I've got it covered, I've done all that, half a response is like no response. <laughs> it, it, won't, it won't get the job done. Yeah, I've done all that. Now, the Lord loved him. The Scripture said he did. The Lord looked at him, and he loved him, but he said, there's one thing you're missing. How will you respond when the Lord calls you out on that one thing that ain't right? Will you get indignant about it and walk off saying, I've been living for you since I was a kid, and now you're going to call me out like that, Lord? Well, I will if I need to. You want to go to heaven, don't you? Well, sure, you ought to just give me a pass on that. But the Lord, he's not here to give out passes. He's here to tell you how to get it right. So he said, there's one thing you lack. 
Just take up your cross. How you, will you respond when he says, take up the cross daily and follow me? How will you respond when he says, come on and, and go here and go there, talk to that one, pray for this one? How will we respond? This woman, she had a desperate need. Her kids were going to be sold off, put in debtor's prison until she could pay. She had nothing to pay with, or so she thought. And look how God will bless when we'll just respond to his word. She had enough to pay her debt and to live on because God will do exceeding abundantly above. She just wanted to pay the debt. She said, I just want to keep them out of jail. The Lord said, it ain't no good for you to keep them out of jail. Then y'all starve to death. So let me give you something to live on. Because God will do exceeding abundantly above whatever you can ask or think according to the power. And the power was that response. How will you respond when God says, just do this? Because God's not just trying to trick you or fool you or, 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 or just entertain himself by you. If he asks you or tells you or says, this is what you need to do, it will work for your betterment. It will always be better for you if you'll do it. God was the miracle worker in that story. He blessed that woman, but she had to get involved. He didn't just, let's say she had 150 vessels. The Lord didn't go, Poof. hey, where'd all them come from? Don't happen like that. I need you to go out and borrow, knock on the doors, wake people up, <laughs> aggravate people if you have to, but, but get a vessel. Get something. we got to do something. It's, I'm desperate. Well, it just depends on how desperate you are for your miracle. Are you motivated is it, or is it just indifference? I, I don't want to be indifferent about souls that are lost. I don't want to be indifferent about people that need the Lord. What will our response to God be today? No doubt. Hey, even God, well, the battle's not mine. It's the Lord. You know, that's true. If without God, we'd be lost. But even God-given victories require a fight sometimes. Joshua comes into the promised land, runs straight into a wall. He said, Joshua, Jericho is shut up. You can't get in. But, I, but then he tells him, but I have given you those mighty men. I've given you. Uh, the kings and the mighty men. Everybody that's on the inside, I've already given them to you. But I can't see them. That's because you're going to have to walk for seven days. <laughs> what? Yeah, you got to walk. He said, walk around, walk around, walk around. And then on that last day, shout and blow that trumpet and carry on. And the walls fell down. But guess what? They still went in and had to take the sword, go to the battle. And, and that's how they won the victory. But see, it would, Jericho's walls would be standing today if it had not been for Joshua and Israel's response to God's word. How will we respond? Uh, you know, that's why Paul said, I fought a good fight. Oh, you had to do something too, Paul? Yeah, I did. I, I, yeah, I had to be shipwrecked. I got bit on the hand by a snake. I got stoned and left for dead. I, I was in fear of my life most of the time, but I kept on preaching. That was my response to God's call. I just kept on keeping on. We just got to keep on keeping on. Friend, one day I want to say I fought a good fight. 
Honey, you can come to the music this morning. I, I, I didn't feel like I would be long today. I want you to know that God's got, one, the scripture says God will give us the desires of our heart. But you got to submit to him. <laughs> We've got to love him. The first commandment is to love him with all of our heart our mind, soul, and strength, everything that's in us, love him first, then love our neighbors, ourselves. We, we've got to respond to the commandment. But I can tell you today that the best life going is living for the Lord. But the success of that life will depend on how we respond continually. I mean, read, read the disciples' story. Over and over, they had to respond to things Jesus asked them or said to them or told them to do. They had to respond to it. Some people didn't have any response to him. He said even in his own hometown, the Lord couldn't do many miracles because they didn't believe in him. He wept over Israel and over Jerusalem. And he said, if you had just known in this your day, the things that belong to your peace. He said, but you would not. They did not have the right response when he came the first time. But do we realize that this is our day? That today is the day of salvation. That this is the day that the Lord has made. We quote that all the time. Well, this is the day the Lord has made. I will be glad and I will rejoice. Well, that's a response. That's how I choose to respond. I, I can respond and be thankful. I can respond and be bitter. Or I can just rejoice in the Lord. We can work together and get a miracle. But how will you respond today? Let's stand together this morning. In Revelation, in Revelation chapter 3, in verse 20, the Lord said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. He's not trying the handle. If he wanted to, he could just walk through it. But he said, here's, here's the way it works. I stand at the door and I knock. And he's basically saying, now what will your response be? He says, if any man hear my voice and open the door, if they will respond, I will come into him and I will sup with him and he with me. I'm not just going to come in and gobble up everything and say, I'm the Lord. And you just, he said, but you're going to benefit from this as well. When I was reading that scripture this morning and just going over it in my head, and, and I thought, the Lord said, when we knock, it shall be opened. He's talking about how we approach God. He said, if you're knocking, it'll be, it's going to be open. We want God to respond. Lord, I've been knocking. I've been knocking on the door of this need, and I'm, I'm waiting on you to open it. And we, we, we get agitated if we think God's not opening the door. Well, maybe he's just wanting us to respond the same way the Scripture says. If I knock, it should be opened. But he says, but I'll leave the response up to you. You know, a door, not very thick, 
but it's enough to stand between you and the Lord. I wonder what's between us and God today. I wonder, it's, it's so thin that you can hear His voice. You can hear Him. You know He's there. Well, I, I can hear Him. He's close. And he's, he's close. I can hear Him. That's good enough because I got the door closed because I don't want Him to see what all is going on in this house. Uh, I, hadn't, I hadn't had time to tidy up. Can I tell you that if that door ain't a wood door, it's a glass door. <laughs> he already sees. We, sh- we keep the door shut like we think we're hiding something. He already sees it. But he wants to know, do you trust my love and mercy enough to open up anyway? Do you trust me enough to let me in and let me fix you anyway? I already see it, but I'm not going to barge in. I'm not going to kick the door down. I'm going to see if you trust me enough to remove what's standing between us. Let me. Hey, if it's a mess, I'll come in and we'll work together on this. I'll come in and fix it. So the Lord's knocking on some doors today. Not because He's wondering if you're home. It's because He knows you're home. <laughs> he said, I'm not going to go by your house if you're not there. The Lord knows everything. He said, so I come to your house. He said, if I'm knocking, it's because I know you're there. How will you respond today? If God's knocking on your door today, because you're struggling, you're going through things, maybe you just need salvation altogether. Maybe you need the Lord. Never have never just give your life to Him. Well, what's between you and Him today? He said, it's as easy. You know how easy it is to, to grab a door handle? It ain't nothing to open a door. Just one little motion. Hey, kids can open a door. That's why we lock them. Hey, I got a cat that can open a door. That's how easy it is to open doors. He said, it's so easy if you'll just take the handle and pull, it'll open. And I'll come on in. It won't be hard today if you'll just step out and open the door. While she's singing, while she's beginning to play and sing, I'm going to open this altar up. See how easy that is? Would you come and open the door today? What's your response going to be to the Holy Ghost talking to you in this house today? How long has it been since you've been in the altar? How long has it been since you just lifted your hands and prayed and talked to God? How long has it been since you operated in that gift that God gave you? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, he's knocking.
a response that, that line of that song reminds me I'm going to show you how, how great things can be when you respond to the Lord but it reminded me of after the Lord had been crucified and Peter remember Peter was a fisherman by trade but the Lord had called him follow me be a fisherman of men. But, but somehow after that the Lord had been crucified and Peter got it in his mind, I think I'll go back fishing. And so all the other ones were, well, that's Peter, so hey, let's, all, let's just all go back to fishing. And they fished all night and didn't catch nothing. Because ain't no going back. But the Lord saw him out there in that boat. I said, have you got any meat? Anything going? Oh, we've been fishing all night and nothing. He said, throw it out on that right side. of the, Throw it out on the other side of that boat. And when they did, couldn't bring it in. When they went back, they got nothing. But when they responded to the Lord, a blessing they couldn't even contain. Peter said, Whoo, it's the Lord. He jumped in and I got to go see him. And, and he, let me tell you how you respond to God. You may feel like, man, I, everything I'm doing is not producing anything. That's why that response, that response to that call, that response to that word, it'll change your life forever for the better. Amen. Isn't God good to us? Give him one more hand clap of praise. What a great God. Thank you for being in the house of the Lord today. Thank you for being here again, my good friends, Joey, Cindy, Josie. Thank you all for being here today. Just love you so much. Glad to see them. Hey, listen, remember, no prayer meeting tomorrow night. We have Tuesday night will be our regular, will be like our regular midweek service uh, at 7, at 7 o'clock on Tuesday night. And then uh, Wednesday, a lot of us are heading down to get ready to see Brother Stephen and Sister Bianca getting married this week. We just just enjoyed a beautiful wedding in, in Tennessee. Sister Bailey and, and Brother Chase got married, and what a beautiful just time it was and just a great, great time meeting all of uh, his family. And I can tell our church, so you won't have to be worried. She's in a good place, absolutely. And uh, there, there's some great people. There's some great people. I don't care much for the football team, but they're 
great people, great people. And we just really loved meeting all of them. So excited for our young people, just getting married and, and moving on in life. And, and uh, that's all right. I'm just ready for the Lord to come. Amen. Hey, have a great day. Be safe. And God bless you in Jesus' name. You're dismissed.